Greetings, this is Ron Aguilera, and this is episode number 55 of the Pastor's Coach Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining me. One of my favorite topics to read on is the topic or area of the spiritual disciplines. Uh, my fascination with these spiritual practices started when my senior pastor many years ago gave me the book Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Uh, it is definitely a foundational book on practices for those who want to grow spiritually. Uh, over the years, other favorite books on the subject include The Spirit of Disciplines by Dallas Willard, and actually uh, another one uh, later uh, published right around the time of his death uh, called Knowing Christ Today. Then there's Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. It was another classic that I love. The Life You've Always Wanted by John Ortberg or Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Peter Scacero. And even Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership by Ruth Haley Barton. All great books on the spiritual practices necessary to grow in your relationship with God. You know, uh, the Apostle Paul, who was one of the early leaders of the New Testament church, in fact, he wrote much of the New Testament. Well, in his letter to the Roman church, Paul talks about transformation he tells his readers, don't copy the behavior. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, right? Don't copy the behavior or customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And uh, that's the New Living Translation of Romans 12, 2. See, this process of being transformed to the image of Jesus is what followers of Jesus call spiritual growth. Spiritual growth is God's work. And if you're a follower of Jesus, it's an act of grace that transforms and changes you. But the fact that it's the Holy Spirit who is at work in you doesn't mean that you don't play a part, right? You and I are also or should also be actively involved in our transformation process by entering into things that will help us along those lines by doing things in response to how the Spirit might be prompting us. And so if, uh, if you haven't thought a lot about this, the next few weeks we'll be looking into this topic, right? You must do certain things in response to the Spirit's work to listen to Him and to experience healthy spiritual growth. And as a pastor, that's extremely important, right? Because you can't give what you don't have. And so uh, experiencing healthy spiritual growth should be at the top of our list. Uh, now, these type of activities are things that help us uh, are often referred to as the spiritual disciplines. And I believe that as a pastor, the spiritual disciplines are central to our work. So today, in the next two weeks, a little about the spiritual disciplines. So how do the spiritual disciplines work? Well, the Apostle Paul, when writing to a young pastor named Timothy, encourages him and says, you should train yourself to be godly. And then he explains, he says that uh, physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. Holding 
promise for both the present life and the life to come. And that's in First Timothy chapter 4. Those were, again, uh, verses 7 and 8. So according to Paul, there is a similarity between physical and spiritual training. Right? If you want to be an Olympic-level athlete, your daily life would be defined by certain disciplines. Training, uh, and including, obviously, some practices in that training, but also the discipline to remove certain habits that would inhibit your athletic performance. Well, spiritual disciplines work the same way. Bible reading is like a supercharged spiritual diet. It provides the raw material that the Spirit uses to renew your mind and transform your heart. But you will also want to incorporate other disciplines that can help in other ways. For example, fasting. Not a popular one, I know, and I'll talk more about this uh, later. But fasting is a discipline that encourages delayed gratification and self-discipline. And by the way, I'm not just talking about food fasting. Uh, And then there are some other disciplines like Bible study and prayer that every Christian should practice but are even more critical to those who are pastors. And so uh, it's important uh, to keep uh, not only these at the forefront of our mind, but also to understand that some of the spiritual disciplines uh, might benefit us for periods of time, uh, for seasons or moments in our lives. We may apply some more than others. And it's essential to realize that anything can be a spiritual discipline. If it develops better habits, if it makes you aware of Jesus's presence or changes behaviors that are barriers to growth, with Jesus. Let me give you an example. Say you recognize you have a tendency to be critical uh, and you know that becoming more thankful and accepting could transform your outlook. And so you could say, hey, I'm going to stop right now being critical and judgmental, but that's about as useful as an out of shape guy sitting on the couch telling himself he's going to run a marathon. You have to actually take steps uh, to make the changes that you want. To fight a critical spirit, you might need to develop new habits starting each morning by asking God to help you see the positive things of life or having someone hold you accountable anytime you kind of stray towards uh, that practice. Or maybe it's writing notes every Monday, maybe three notes to three different people who did something positive or could use some affirmation. You have to uh, insert new practices and then you do these things for a few weeks or a month and, and then maybe those will lead to different ideas. So practices like these are spiritual disciplines that develop skills, change our attitudes and habits, and and maybe add some that you didn't already possess. Any new practice you incorporate that helps you to grow spiritually, I think is a spiritual discipline. But there are also some very specific disciplines that Christians have practiced for ages. And over the next few weeks, I will be highlighting some of these and inviting you to include them in your weekly rhythm. Uh, Some practices uh, are practices that all believers should make room for in their lives. And some practices may benefit us pastors more specifically. Uh, And some, uh, we, like I mentioned already, may choose to apply or are most beneficial for certain seasons. So here's one. Bible reading. Uh, One of the first disciplines a Christian should prioritize is the reading of God's word. I'm just talking about reading. Right, just sitting down and consuming a bit of, of a biblical diet. Uh, it's important for Christ followers to be familiar with scriptures. And for pastors, it, even more so, right? It needs to be even more pointed and more on that later. But uh, 
uh, if you're a pastor and you're listening uh, to this, it, I'm talking about something beyond uh, devotional reading. Uh, pastor, how you make Bible reading a discipline is up to you, of course. Maybe it's a chapter a day or multiple chapters on a weekend. In any case, it's critically important that you're spending time reading and internalizing God's word. A couple suggestions is rereading the Gospels just several times uh, to integrate that, insert that into our minds, to read the Psalms and the, uh, the, the various devotional kind of perspectives it brings, or the Proverbs, which are help, uh, essentially and especially helpful for daily life. So Bible reading. Uh, then number two is Bible study. And study is a very different discipline than devotional reading or reading for sermonic planning. The goal of Bible study is to examine scriptures deeper, uh, for more, for a more deeper understanding, suggest my suggestion is that you pick a section of scripture to spend like a month on, studying it more deeply, applying it to your life, reading about it, talking with it with other pastors or other individuals who are on the journey with you. Yes, everyone can benefit from the reading of scripture, but when you invest time into understanding the Bible on a deeper level, it gives you greater insight into what scripture is communicating and how you can apply it to your life, which uh, as an added benefit also instructs and prepares your preaching, Pastor. And then the third one, and I'll stop here for today, Bible memorization. A third way you can incorporate scripture into your disciplines is by committing key passages to memory. These could be passages that are particularly meaningful for where you are in your life cycle or that help you maybe be prepared to share your faith more effectively or might be uh, meeting a, a need for a specific time. Uh, and when you do this, when you internalize and insert scripture into your mind, the Holy Spirit finds ways to come help make it alive. Uh, you know, for me, some of the great passages to start with are Psalm 23, right? This Psalm has encouraged Christians through the ages to put their trust in God's loving character, even in their darkest moments. Matthew 5, 1 to 12, right? It's the most famous sermon ever preached. And there Jesus gives us what we refer to as the Beatitudes. And this passage focuses on the blessings that come from displaying specific Christian virtues. Or Matthew 6, right? During the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gives what has become known as the Lord's Prayer, a passage that offers sometimes some additional or some uh, helpful framework for daily prayer. And, uh, and another favorite might be Romans 3, 21 to 26, because when it comes time to share your faith with someone, you're going to want to summarize the gospel in a very clear and concise way. And Paul gives us a great framework for doing so in this passage. So that's all uh, that we have time for today. Check out part two next week. Until then, I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, invite you to subscribe if you haven't done so already to let others know of this resource and um, to leave a review uh, that would be helpful as well and if you want to contact me ask a question suggest a topic you can email me at the pastor's coach at hotmail.com that's the pastor's coach at hotmail.com thanks for joining me talk to you next week